0: time change got me a little wonky <music> ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense i am chris cash from Fellow metalworks joined by my co-host roy the psychopath scott from vintage axe works this is the Axe Iron Podcast, little morning edition here on this beautiful. I don't know what day it is. Is it Wednesday?
1: Tuesday? No, it's Tuesday, March. Tuesday we'll in March. In March,
0: <laughs> it's a Tuesday in March.
1: And it was. It snowed last night here. Not a lot. Not a lot at all. Just enough to be
0: like, "What the fuck? It snowed." <laughs> Dude, if we get. I hope we get out of winter with no snow. It'd be awesome. We had like a you little have- tiny dusting, and that's it. Really, oh, that, we haven't had any snow, and it's been fantastic. We've had a very mild winter. Anyway, um, I got a story to tell. Oh, it's, you to it's tell it's not stories. That, it's not that crazy of a story, but it's pretty cool.
1: So there's be always crazy. been
0: this urban legend, if you oh, will, this around is late, This my, is already good. Around my uh, area where I live in here in Maryland, is it, does it have anything gentleman. to do with Bigfoot? It doesn't have anything to do with Bigfoot. <laughs> Damn it, Bigfoot and meth. <laughs> um, You're in my neck of the woods now So there was this guy They called the Anvil Man And he lived in a town Probably seven miles from me And I had always heard about this guy He's an older gentleman from what I've heard And a couple people knew who he was A couple people have been to his place I had never met him And uh, just Hang on, called... stop right there How can you
1: do the business that you do and never have met the Andal man that because lives seven I,
0: miles from you. I think he was a bit of a hermit and it was really? kind of like one of those things where every time I would ru- like we were almost getting ready to cross paths and uh-huh. I would either be there before him or after him or vice versa, whatever. Anyway, never knew the guy always heard stories about how he had anvils in his house in his living room, all down to his basement, all kinds of blacksmith tools and crazy stuff. Anyway, he passed away about two months ago, and his okay. auction, they auctioned off all of his anvils. So if you saw in my stories, I think I only posted like two stories on last Wednesday and Thursday. He had two, probably about close to 230, 240 anvils. Good
1: grief. So it wasn't right? a legend.
0: It wasn't a legend. It wasn't a myth. It wasn't a, yeah, it was, it was a real thing. And they auctioned all of his anvils over the course of two days, along with a bunch of miscellaneous hand tools, like your old, you know, like seventies, hairy homeowner shop tools, you know, craftsman wrenches and stuff. But anyway, it was two days worth of stuff and it was dinner a full two days Anyway, this this was the first of three auctions that they are having for this man's stuff.
1: So wait, so the it'll first be two six, days?
0: The yeah, first two days six, was the first auction. That's the first auction. So it's only six shit. days total. Good. And, grief. Um, it was it was pretty astonishing to see because anvil prices have not dropped at all. If anything, it showed me that they have gone up. Because really what happens is I've been to a ton of auctions where the same thing will get sold. There'll be multiples of the same thing, right? Gotcha. And what happens is right off the jump, usually the people that came there for an anvil, like whether it be to use or collect or whatever, when you have 240 of the same thing, generally the first 50 will go pretty, pretty high. Pretty, Pretty high. After that, it'll start tapering off, you know? Yeah. That was not the case here. Every right. single so, anvil brought big money. All right. So you're
1: doing a bad job of painting a picture, okay? You're not a good storyteller. It was T- – Tell so, me, f- like, lay, lay, get, give me the lay of the land. How many <laughs> people were there? what are you doing there? Okay, I, so
0: first day, it was on a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday and a Thursday, which is unusual because the weekdays, auctions, don't but, but, generally, you know, gather a crowd. They don't right, they don't so draw for a crowd. buyers, it's a good – yeah, for buyers, it's good. But what happened was it was a bunch of collectors and dealers, mostly dealers. I shouldn't even say collectors. There was very few like collectors. Like antique there. mall dealer kind of things? Or yeah, what? yeah. Gotcha. Yep, one guy purchased 43 animals. Holy day. shit! Yeah, and um, then there were some collectors there that paid big money for stuff that would just normally bring, you know, average dollar amounts. But anyhow... um the prices did not drop all the way until the very last anvil. I was not able to buy. Oh, that's not true. I did buy the, I did buy the very last anvil on the second day because I couldn't watch all those anvils sell and not buy one. So I just Good. brought this crappy little hundred pound Trenton. There was literally four of us standing there in the mm-hmm. auctioneer it was at like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, really? A hundred dollars? It was a hundred pound anvil. I'm like a hundred dollars for that. And I, I think I paid like for it or something. But, um, so, yeah, the first day there was probably 50 or 60 people there. The second day there was probably 30, 40 maybe.
1: So that's going in your favor.
0: Yeah, but the prices were – so he had like 12 forges, coal forges, which I was interested in buying to restore. Mm-hmm. And they were bringing the price that I would charge after restoration. So anywhere right. between three and four hundred dollars. So That's what's crazy. going on? What what? So uh, so as far as I can tell from everybody, I mean, I talked to every single person that was there probably because they all kept coming up because I had a sweatshirt on with an anvil on it, and you know the guys at the sales like immediately think you know everything about anvils when sure they see an anvil on your shirt, and I just think the prices are staying where they are. They're they're not coming down. They haven't fluctuated. The bottom's not dropping out i was watching piece of crap anvils bring three and four hundred dollars that i would feel bad selling for a hundred dollars seriously yeah so uh the first day which i knew this was going to happen because mm-hmm. he wouldn't let us preview the second day until everybody was done the first day and had their bill paid then they Good went not opened creep. up the building yeah he's smart so he took like the first hundred anvils were kind of subpar crap and that's mm-hmm. when they sold the first day and the prices were like super high Second day, stuff was a lot nicer, but the prices still remained high, which was fascinating to see. Um, but it had all kinds of cool old ironwork, and he also was known as the Hammer Man. And, Ooh, uh, the Hammer. The auctioneer told me that they counted and cataloged over 4,000 hammers. Oh, my goodness. So the second auction will be in May, where he also said that they had a mountain of leg vices there which is fantastic because I did purchase a leg vice there and I paid way too much for it, but it was one of those things where I had to have it yeah. because it was nice. And um, yeah, a little couple of odds and ends pieces. We bought some neat, neat kind of like antique hand tools. And mm-hmm. uh, yours, I think Andrew posted a video of one last week. You know, the pedal uh, grinding stones. Oh, sit on it and pedal it and Yeah, one of those old school like late 1800s early 1900s tools we bought one yep. of those that was in super cool shape because people were there for anvils and not all the random stuff so the random stuff was actually bringing like nothing
1: <laughs> so you sent me a couple pictures of some axes
0: and i was like i'll buy yes. like
1: 10 bucks for those and yes. they didn't go they did not go for 10 bucks
0: they i think the cheapest axe was 45 dollars and Everything else was in the seventy five to hundred dollars range. And from what you told me, they were just like plain Jane fireman's axes.
1: yeah, I and mean, that the, was the
0: majority of what it was was fireman's axes. And yeah, every axe that they put up in the air to sell went over fifty bucks pretty much.
1: That, that's crazy. It, it's, one, it's
0: crazy that that he would only have
1: fireman's axes. and two, that I mean there the one that you showed me that was at decent was the Kelly standard. Yeah, I mean, that's, pro- that's probably worth seventy five dollars, but I wouldn't yeah. pay seventy five bucks for it at an auction.
0: Right, and no the way. the ones that the I, I want to call them smaller firemen's axes because they weren't like full size. They didn't have a full school size buses. Hand. School buses. Yeah, that's what they were for. They would be in school buses.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you ever went to school. Are they like? Um, did kids you ride a school
0: bus? Shut up. Yes, I never remember seeing an axe though. There
1: was always an axe on the back door for the emergency exit. Every ah. school bus had a everyone. And they're actually, you know, it's like, it's the same thing. Big things sell for big money and small things yeah. sell for. So the smaller school bus fire axes are, I don't want to say pretty valuable or rare because every school bus had them. They're just not as common though. I don't know like yeah. where they all fucking went because all the school buses had them. I don't know. Right. It's not as common.
0: There's probably not axes on school buses anymore. There are. <laughs> well, not, maybe not today. No, nah, nah, I don't think today. No. <laughs> there's like. I don't think today. It yeah. would probably hurt somebody's feelings to see an axe. Probably,
1: so they probably have like a bubble machine back there or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just blow bubbles at the fire, kids. It'll be good. It'll be okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was cool to see. And then, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to the second part of his auction in May. I'm, just, be I'm cool. just, I'm just kind of, I'm
1: surprised that, I mean, you you showed a couple of stories and stuff and you and i talked a little bit about it yeah i i thought for sure you're gonna come home with like 30 handles or yeah, something
0: i did too but like you're gonna put things. a second mortgage out on your fucking house because the deals were just too goddamn good no, to pass it, was, up. it was fascinating to see that i was sitting there with everybody and that knows me around here was there of course all the old farmer guys and everything and they were like, if you're not buying anything, we know the prices are too high. I'm like, they're not too high, but they're like right at retail. They're like yeah. right and these dealers that were buying them, like, there was guys there from Colorado, there was guys there from New York. Geez. Came just for the sale, and they were buying to take home and resell. And and the prices they were paying for some of these anvils, I was like. There's no way. Like, I couldn't get a half of what these guys are paying for them. And then they're going to take and try and make money on the back end. And I'm like, there's no way. It wasn't even like, there wasn't, yeah, it was just. And and they have to get them home. And they have to get them home. I felt bad because in my head I'm thinking like, to the last end of the rainbow customer. Right. I couldn't sell that anvil for that price. Nor would I feel comfortable selling it for that price. But like I said, it was good to see that. Yeah. everybody was like these prices are ridiculous and i'm just sitting there smiling the whole time I'm like this is kind of exciting because it tells me that the interest is still there obviously if these dealers sure. are buying and reselling at the prices they were buying i'm like holy shit they must be getting big bucks for them on their end then you know all right so listen uh well
1: um so i was at an antique mall yesterday i went down uh-huh. in the middle of kentucky to go see our buddy jeremy meadows That looked like a crappy antique mall, by
0: the way. So (laughs) They are. The (laughs) the, displays they
1: have, it's just like pegboards and just random shit all over the pegboards. So, you know, like whenever you go into a junk store like that, there's typically one, maybe two tool booths. Yes. If you're lucky, it's one. Yes. Well, if you're lucky, it's two, but sometimes it's just like one good one. And I can always count, like I've met the guy. I've I've dealt with him out in the parking lot. His name is Ralph. He's like, of 80, it is. <laughs> He's like eighty something years old. Yeah. He always wears his flight jacket from like Vietnam or something. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I believe you. Um, and he's like, hey, you want to go out and make some cash deals in the parking lot? And I was like, Ralph, you're my man. So we, because <laughs> he doesn't have to pay the fucking antique mall their cut.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So anyway, it's it's a pretty solid. Uh, it's it's always a solid trip whenever I go down there. But the point of it is. I was walking through, I saw a fucking anvil that was not in Ralph's booth, right? Uh-huh. And it, and there's just like baby clothes, fucking glassware, yard wear, sale crap, and a fucking anvil Th- yeah. for $550, didn't have any markings on it. Phew. The top was chewed up. It had like a quarter inch like right, I don't know, I don't know the terminology up yeah. by the fucking on the face, top uh-huh. right, had a, like this quarter inch gouge all the way fucking down it. And I was and it looked really fucking Crappy. not good and i was yeah. like 550 seems like a lot of money for that like the person buying that is just going to set it in their fucking house and go "I hey, check it, check that out look at that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not using they're not using it yeah so, I, I mean i see those things pretty frequently and they're always expensive right but but i say expensive on mine because i don't know anything about it my only thing is like i think they buy them not at the prices that you're talking about but they actually get them for decent prices and they just throw them in and if they get it they get it because
0: yeah they probably like something like that they probably paid 100 bucks for it exactly and they'll and put 550 on it and if they get 400 they're happy yeah exactly <laughs> That's what a lot of guys do but a lot and of guys do that I go to
1: these shops enough where I know the shit is turning for them so yeah. they're fucking moving at you know that probably 4 to 500 dollars range
0: yeah which
1: like I don't understand it. I wouldn't buy a five hundred dollar object that's just beat to shit to put it in the corner. That's just me. I I wouldn't do that.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Good good I guess good for you, good for good for the the Anvil community. I don't fucking know. Like prices are still
0: good. I think it's just old tools. I think old tools are just still cool and they're still gonna remain cool. And I think they're I've said it forever. They're investments, they're not like uh turn of things. I yeah. don't think there's any, you know, I had a guy uh, that I've traded and bartered with over the years. He's, he's, a uh, I I think he's like a stay at home dad or something. And he g- gets mm-hmm. weird tools every once in a while. and We'll do some trading, but he asked me about, he wanted to buy his first anvil there at this auction. And I'm like, well, you're probably going to be like three or $400 on a piece of crap. Yeah. And he ends up buying one. I think he paid 300 for something that was kind of subpar. And I was like, look, I said at the end of the day if you go home and you regret buying this, you literally put it on your Facebook marketplace and you get $300 back the same day. Like some kid will come there and buy that thing instantly. It's not like you're losing any money. It's not like the depreciation on a car. As soon as you leave the lot, it drops 10 grand. Like those old tools and stuff, they still retain their value no matter what condition they're in. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. You're right about that. It's crazy and it's cool. And like i said everybody was getting pissed off at the prices and i'm sitting there just like smiling like fucking. i'm just like this is cool man this is great this gets me amped up that this shit's not dying and it's like even if it is dealers there's somebody buying it on their end so you know it's yeah, it's kind of cool all
1: right so i gotta ask you a question about the auction
0: yeah whenever I, whenever i go
1: uh-huh i i'm typically one of the younger people there yeah, not me the too. youngest. I
0: was probably the youngest there the All whole right. day. Yep. All right. That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> yep. But it, what's funny is uh, because this is what I do for a living, not the auction thing, but I always go to those kinds of auctions, it's literally the same crowd. So the demographic oh, yeah. is like is like me at 40, and then... Bob, Earl, Richard, and Ted all at 60 to 65, 70, yeah. you know, and, I'm, and they all know me and what I do and everything. So they're all asking me questions about this, that, and the other, it's so wild to have old dudes come up to me and be like, Chris, can you tell me what anvil this was and what year it was made and why it's, why it brought thousand dollars? Like what's going on here? I don't see what you're seeing. And I'm just like, you know, because I ran a couple rare, there was a couple of rare pieces there and I ran a couple of them up pretty high but yeah uh, didn't end up getting them which means somebody wanted them more than i did um but yeah so what was the biggest surprise there
1: so like there single, was this, single item surprise
0: there was this little tiny i say tiny but the construction of it was small and different it was a hundred pound uh what would be considered a colonial style anvil which is not your typical english pattern mm-hmm. that everybody's used to this is like a short fat square tiny Mm -hmm. little horn on the end of it it's how anvils were made in the uh 18th century 18th late 19th century early 19th century sorry um it would be it had little swages on the bottom of it so not only was it an anvil on top but if you flipped it over it was like a little swage block as well Ooh, cool yeah and i was thinking like max money on this thing is four hundred dollars super cool piece to be neat it was a strictly collector piece because it was yep. so odd and weird and it it went for like 1150 bucks so if everybody does you know the people that do the price per pound which is fucking nonsense it doesn't exist anymore uh you know that anvil essentially would have been ten dollars eleven dollars a pound wow which is crazy But, um, geez louise. Yeah, so that was, that was cool to see. There was also this, a lot of people didn't know what it was, but there was a very few that knew, a very few guys that were there that knew, uh, what it was. It was a chain maker's anvil, which Mm. doesn't look like an anvil at all to anybody that knows. And, um, that brought basically a block of cast iron, two little lugs sit off each side of this block of cast iron and it has two holes completely through it that mm-hmm. brought like 750 bucks Jeez louise and the guy probably paid 30 bucks for it at a garage sale <laughs> so it's a tractor weight or something like that <laughs> That's wheel exactly chocks but yeah exactly there there was some do you, have you ever seen a horse weight or a window weight they're like no. cast iron they're just cast iron blocks with a little loop on top and and a lot of times the weighted window shutters had them in there and stuff. Oh, okay. Like yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. Day. yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys think those are anvils when they see them at, like, yard sales and garage sales and stuff gotcha. like that. So there was a couple of them there, and people were like, what kind of anvil is this? What kind? I'm like, that's a window weight <laughs> <laughs> or horse weight. You know, like, they, they had horse weights so you used to tie your horse off to. It was literally like a little 10-pound block of cast iron.
1: And it had and a, a loop, loop on, on top.
0: Ah, uh-huh. Yeah, and you tie your horse to it, and the horse, it's, it wasn't to keep the horse from running away. It was like any amount of tension on the horse's bit would just keep it yeah. there. So there was horse, horse weights are very common around here. The Amish still use them. Gotcha. And uh, he had a couple horse weights there, too, that people thought were anvils. And I'm like, that's not an anvil. <laughs> and people still pay 30, 40 bucks for it, When I'm like. It, but. So
1: where do you think this dude got all of these angles? Because it was so I know where place. he got
0: them. I know where he got them. He would right. literally. We used to have huge flea market right on the other side of the bridge in Virginia, and they shut it down one year, probably in like two thousand and twelve or something. Was the last year they did it, but it was massive. It would go on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was like a good flea market. Like you okay. always, everybody went to this thing. It was huge. It was like football field size, and. Every time I would go and mm-hmm. find an anvil, somebody would be like, didn't matter who it was. Was like, no, we're waiting on the anvil guy to get here. We don't want to sell it yet. Oh. So he would he would pay no matter what the price was. He would yep. pay it because he was a collector.
1: Sure. He
0: wasn't buying to use. This guy had zero interest in blacksmithing itself. Yeah. He just liked the tools. And uh, rumor has it he was a Photographer for the FBI or CIA or something like that. Mm. Years and years and years ago. You know, he had since retired, but that was his mm-hmm. day job. And um yeah, and every time I would go to a flea market or a garage sale or something local in the area, they'd be like, I'm like, oh, how much is that? Oh, no, we're waiting on the Anvil guy to get here. Yep. I'm like, Son of bitch. who the fuck is this mystery? <laughs> who man? is the Anvil guy? So I asked Wally about him and Wally knew exactly who he was and, um, met him a couple times and told me about his anvil collection and all the stuff he has in his, in his house. It wasn't in a garage. It literally everything was in his house. So 250 plus anvils in his house. You think that fucked just, his
1: house up like structurally?
0: What that's a I, lot from, of weight. Well, from what I heard, they were mostly in the basement. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I don't know if he had like. Imagine a like in. lugging that, yeah, like yeah. fucking shimmying well, had, that down the fucking steps. They had his um, house address on the auction listing because they're going to auction the house mm. eventually too. And I was looking at the property and I'm like, comes with foundation problems. No, I was like, this place is tiny. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's it wasn't that big of a pr- piece of property. It was your typical yeah. little single-family home. Sure. And it was on a little tiny lot. He didn't have no outbuildings or giant garages or pole barns or anything. It was wild. Weird, Yeah. But, yeah. And there's still guys out there like that. I know there's oh, still people that are sure. hordes. So all these people, they're like, you know, I see them in the comments sections on stuff like Andrew's posts and stuff like that. And they'll be like... Oh, all the collectors are hoarding up all the anvils. It's like, no, they're out there. You just got to go get them. There's you gotta more animals than people think there are. and Just like black ravens or sure, yeah. anything like that. It's like, you want to put in the time and work, you'll, you'll find exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. You're but, 100% correct. Yeah. But, you know, I've met
1: people like, what was this dude's name? I the, don't know the guy's name. All right. So well, I think
0: I, it was, I, I honestly, I think it was Tom.
1: Tom, like Tom. Yeah. But Tom, like I've met people like Tom who have gotten these relationships where they'll just buy whatever. Yes. Fucking the booth, the booth, like the holdbacks, I'll buy it no matter what. So you end up buying some junk. Yeah. On on the to get the good shit
0: to to get the good shit. Yeah. It's called the 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 what do I the entry fee? I always call it the entry fee. Yeah. Like when I would stop at people's farms and stuff to ask for if they had anything they wanted to sell, they I'd point something out that I genuinely wasn't interested in, just to get an idea of like where sure. we were. Are we even on the same planet? They would be like, "Oh, I need to get a hundred bucks out of that," and I'd pay the hundred knowing that I didn't want that thing <laughs> like at all. It's a good tactic. And it, I, it works. And sometimes it works because, and in, in a lot of times, if you show interest in whatever they're collecting, like say it be tractors or something around here, like "Oh, that's a cool tractor or old trucks." Sure you know it's like that'll get your foot in the door i tell my brother that he lives in south texas i'm like how do you not go up to because there's old trucks and cool shit everywhere down there mm-hmm. because nothing rusts right there's no rot there's no winter there's no snow there's no salt so everything it's dry climate and there's cool trucks on like every single farm you'll see like this badass that would look so cool as just a shop truck yeah like right down the road from this place like a mile i'm like why don't you go talk to that guy he's like, I ain't going to talk to that guy. <laughs> I'm like, why not? He's like, man, this is Texas. You don't just like walk oh, into people's shit. yards and stuff and like go on their land and, and knock on the door. Like, I'm like, dude, I would know everybody around here. I would figure out how to get my foot in the door, whether it be, you know, taking them cattle feed or something. And like, I don't know. So, figure you know what, my buddy, out. my buddy and I
1: in college. Yeah. The guy that fired me. So childhood friend, friends friend yes. since like 10 years old. So we go to college together, and we're really big into uh, four-wheel drive trucks, right? Lifted-up yeah. trucks, swamper, uh-huh. bogger, whatever. So we're doing exactly what you're talking about. And people right. sometimes people get pissed, right? We roll up on this one guy, and we're like, man, is that truck for sale? And he was splitting wood, ironically. And he's like splitting. He's like, does it say for sale? And, we're like,
0: <laughs> and we
1: just like back up. We don't even yep. turn around. We're just like, all right, yep. dude. So we devised this stupid little plan that in college we have devised this online magazine. This is like when the internet was just like getting rolling. This is like yeah. 90, 96 or something. Uh, uh-huh. uh, we devised this plan that we're an online magazine. So we created these like press badges. We, right. we work for four WD online or whatever. And we'd go up to people and we're like, Hey, we work for this magazine. Can we take some pictures of your truck? And then, so like all that would go. And then we're like, yo, you want to sell this truck? Like that was that was our that, that was, was our your little foot. pitch to try that was get our it there. Footed, yeah. So you were it, lying. You were basically scamming them. But but we did <laughs> no we but we did have an online magazine. So really? we took pictures and put videos up, and that was back in the day where the the digital camera was just coming out, and you put a fucking floppy disk floppy disk, in Yeah. The, the a disks. Yeah. We so like we we would carry around a box of floppy disks because you could take like three pictures or something on one yeah. floppy disk. Yeah. And then we'd go and upload them on the website or whatever and Dang
0: son, y'all were rich. Y'all oh <laughs> yeah. We made zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> was it what was the uh magazine thing called? Four W D. Oh, it really was called four W D online? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't that like a very successful magazine? Like a real So there's four wheel drive and then uh-huh. there's
1: uh, there's four wheeler magazines, so we did four. The, the number, the number four WD. Yeah. Yeah, this was fucking twenty something years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: It was fun, and we and we used bought to hit, we bought a couple of trucks that way too.
0: you Used to hit upload or download, and then walk away for a little <laughs> yeah. bit, and then come yeah. back, go watch TV. <laughs> Seriously, I remember that yeah. you sit there and. and god forbid somebody picked up the phone oh yeah the connection straight anyway yep yep yeah but that was cool to see and um like i said i got a couple little pieces here i got some really cool shit nothing that i'm reselling i just got shit for around here so it was fun
1: well that's cool did you take matt with you
0: oh yeah matt went both days cool did he get it yeah he bought a really cool vice and a, he always buys dumb shit, too. There were some odds oh and ends of dumb
1: shit. <laughs> such an I mean, asshole. Dude, he'll
0: buy, like, an Easter basket filled with <laughs> stuff. I'm dead serious. He bought He's got Easter, kids. No, he bought, like, an Easter basket filled with, like, old um, crown-molding planes. You know the crown-molding planes? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he bought, like, some of those. And Why would like he buy one, that? Because there was a sword guard or something, an antique oh sword guard God. in it.
1: You got to buy everything to get it. Yeah, but
0: it was like two bucks. And then he just, uh, when we got home, he takes the piece out. And I was like, all right, throw the rest of the crap in the burn barrel. (laughs) We're not, we're not messing with any of that. But, um, and then Saturday we had our annual tool meetup called patina. Uh, that was the one that everybody was losing their minds over the, um, I posted these toolboxes that this guy curated, they didn't okay. come like that from the factory, but they were like these, you know, the antique fold out, everything was in there, oh, yeah, your yeah, hand yeah. planes, your hand saws, your hand drills. Yep. And this guy had curated them over the course of however many years he collected every single piece, but they were like over the top Smithsonian quality, Gee. rock star status, the baddest of the bad fucking cool tool. Like boxes. all sorts
1: of wood joinery. Oh, the-
0: just like. Crazy, crazy brass and copper yeah. and leather and all of it's holding everything together and these little butterfly joints like mm-hmm. holding the saw handle in and like all this crazy shit and I didn't even ask him the prices of them. It was like yeah. So it was like one of those things where you could tell it was like a straight up labor of love and he would have probably said like ten thousand bucks or something. Yeah. But that's what everybody says, like, Oh, how much were those? How much were those? Like there's just some things you just don't ask. <laughs> right, really. It's like if they're still there, they're they're probably expensive. Because the first guy that walks in the door would have bought it. But that sale, everybody asked me about that sale. That sale is open to everybody. They do that once a year. It's called patina. And they can't sell. Well, technically, they're not supposed to sell anything post-1960. So it's everything pre-1960. <clears throat> um big flea market out in the parking lot big uh all the really really good shit is inside this volunteer fire hall but i post that like once a year when i go to it and people lose their shit on instagram it's like dude make the drive down you can plan on this thing ahead of time everybody goes to it it's huge it's a giant really cool yeah and then if you stay the whole day i never stay the whole day these guys start before the sun comes up sure like they'll flashlight walk that place i'm serious yeah we, we set up one year, and me and Amy got there at, like, 5.30. And we literally got the last parking spot at 5.30 a.m. Good grief. Yeah, those guys start super early. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a fascinating show because guys come from all over, whether it be to display their cool shit they've been collecting all year sure, or yeah. to sell their sell their cool shit. And uh, it's really cool to see. But th- there, again, that demographic is – getting older and older, and the guy's always like, the president's like, Chris, why don't you set up a booth here inside yeah. with us? And I'm like, no way, dude. This is too much work. I just want to come and hang, hang out, have fun. Me and Tetsa went for, like, two hours or something. Matt came and basically just see what's there. I didn't buy a single thing there, and usually I'd leave every year with a little knick-knack or something cool, but I didn't buy anything this year. I just couldn't find anything that was, like, calling you. my – Yeah, it wasn't nothing I had to – I couldn't live without, so – well, I'm sure that the old timers,
1: um, they they like to see young people come in, see an appreciation for it and get yeah. some enthusiasm going. So hopefully, you know, I, I that that's the thing that worries me most, you know, about all yeah. this dumb shit is that young kids don't really care about this stuff. And maybe it takes them to, until they're 40 years old to freaking finally realize. Yeah, something. I don't know.
0: That is kind of crazy. Uh, A lot of the old guys, they know I'm kind of a jackass and like smart mouth sometimes. And I tell them when they overpay for something hmm i'm like that's all right don don't worry i'll buy it at your auction when you die <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly right they're like we'll be bidding against each other on something and he's like i didn't mean to run you up on that i'm like that's all right i'll buy it for a dollar at your auction when you die <laughs> <laughs> so true they all, they all get a kick out of it because a lot of these older guys they're not using anything of course not they're just they think it's cool too and they just want it around them i'm like trying to get shit back out there in the user world and these guys just want to like i'll yeah, just dude. let it sit out in the yard yeah, cool. just overpriced junk. Yeah, it's just overpriced junk. <laughs> That's all it is. That's okay right. because I hope I hope one day I have the money to buy overpriced junk to put out in my yard. Just because you like it,
1: and yeah, there's just nothing. I like it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. All right. Speaking of overpriced junk, I've got
0: a small all of your axes. You make you know, it's true,
1: <laughs> but I I want I want to drill down and it and it and it ties back. To that fucking asshole from Australia. I'm just driving. Uh, I'm just driving Oh, a from point. Australia? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it makes him even less relevant.
1: Fair enough. All right. So I put an oh, ax. Oh, man, up. I hear paperwork. I, I, I got, well, there's because there's a couple of things that I want to go over specifically. Okay. okay. So I, I, I have vintageaxworks.com, okay? Uh-huh. I've had that website for fucking years, and uh-huh. it's tied to Etsy, okay? I <laughs> you were going to say, it's tied to 4WD
0: online. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> I think that website's still up. Yeah, um, right. Could you I, imagine if you own that domain, though, now? Holy moly, you
1: were so I've much looked,
0: money. I've looked at it a few years, a few, yeah. through, but it was through the the
1: university's website, because I was in a fucking class to do oh, website stuff. Oh, I got stuff. you. Yeah so it's still floating out there probably somewhere but it's like some weird long name that's not like 4wd.com right which i wish i did own uh anyway (laughs) (laughs) so my website is tied to fucking etsy okay Uh uh-huh and i don't use my website very often it's just like a placeholder for stuff and if it doesn't sell then i take it to fucking blade show or whatever it's just like it doesn't really matter that much
0: and if i get it and
1: if i get a, all your eggs
0: aren't in the website basket
1: but so if I get like a sale, a random sale, it's like, oh cool, let's go out to dinner. We just made a sale on a on an axe that's been sitting around for a little bit, you know? That, okay. Just a little kicker. So one of this fucking asshole's main arguments was all of my shit is overpriced. And I want to give a fucking like real world breakdown just okay. to fucking just for total transparency. I know you don't know what that means. It has nothing to do with Caitlyn Jenner, but I just <laughs> want to tell you the fucking numbers. <laughs>
0: Okay. All
1: right. So I list an
0: <laughs>
1: I list a fucking Collins legitimate single bit restored axe for four hundred and ninety nine dollars, free shipping. Okay. Okay. Last Friday, I get a little, little ding slot machine ding.
0: Uh huh.
1: Saying, I sold my axe. And I was like, fucking yeah, I sold $500 axe. Banging. Offer free shipping, no big deal. Yep. The seller, or excuse me, the buyer was from California. He's got to pay sales tax. So the $499 axe jumps up to $542. Bucks out of his pocket, okay? Yep, That's, yep. That, to me, that is a lot of money for an axe, okay?
0: Yeah.
1: So the breakdown, whenever I go to log this, I'm like, I, I need to see what the net was on it. There's a processing fee through Etsy,
0: 3% yeah.
1: right off the top.
0: 16
1: right. 16.52. Okay? Yep. Sales tax paid by buyer, 40 $43. Yep. Then Etsy fucking throws in this other bullshit. It's a transaction fee. So you, Right. Please tell me what the difference between a transaction fee and a processing fee is. I don't know. Okay. That transaction fee was 6.5%. 32 fucking dollars. Okay? Yeah. Then here is the fucking kicker. So our friend JC, he's putting a website together and he, he and I've been talking back and forth. I mean, I got this 4WD experience, so I'm I'm gonna like I'm here to help. <laughs> I'm so. the
0: president and founder of 4WD. <laughs>
1: So I'm like, dude, I use fucking Etsy. I like it's silly to put stuff on Etsy, but like yeah. also it's not silly, especially because he's getting, you know, the coins. It's like that's a pretty good platform for that. And I was like, dude, fucking Etsy is like
0: pushing. Wait, my what did shit. you say? He's getting the coins.
1: point the coin rings. He's getting into
0: that. Oh, and, oh, oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I thought you meant he <laughs> Etsy was giving him coins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, getting what the are you fucking coins. About? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyway, go ahead. So I think Etsy's
1: a good platform for him because it's
0: yeah. you know, like little handmade things, right? Yeah. Um I think I that's exactly what it's for because I've put I put a vice on there one time. Uh huh. It literally I hit upload and it sold right after I put it on there. And I put it on there fairly expensive, like okay. four hundred bucks or something, fully restored. And it was just run in the middle, four and a half inch, mm-hmm. and it sold instantly. And I thought there was an error or a scam or something. <laughs> did no, I'm, I do something wrong? Dead. I'm being dead serious. Like, yeah, I uploaded okay. it. And I'm like, let me try this out. And then it sold. And I'm like, holy crap, this thing sold instantly. Mm-hmm. This can't be right. Paid. Bam. What? What is Done. going on here? How is this? How did that happen so fast? Then I started getting all these emails. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, do you, do you have any more? 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 Like from different people. I'm like, right. Okay, this is not happening because it was a pain in the ass. And mm. the, like you said, the percentages <clears throat> m- murdered me. I'm yeah. like, no way. No freaking yep. way. I'm not giving, for what? What am I giving you $80 for out of this whole thing? It's like, exactly. Because I used your website? Cool. Like, it's uh, whatever. I think it's great for the coins and small stuff, though. That's so, what I was getting to. I don't think right. it's great for big stuff, bigger stuff, rather. So I
1: send I we're talking I'm like dude, if I like type in black raven or vintage axes or something, Etsy is pushing my shit and I don't know why. Like if you just do a Google, duh, 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 my shit is like top row.
0: What do you Google? And,
1: but, hey, don't do it right now because I there's a, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a thing to the story. Okay. So mm-hmm. and he's like, let me check that out. And he's like, yeah, it's it's real fucking up to the top. Like your shit was up there, and I've been like my views and fucking like people favoriting my shop and favoriting my item. And I, I can look at all the fucking stats on it. All of my items are in people's fucking carts, just hanging out waiting for them to fucking push by. Okay. Right. And none of that stuff really fucking happened before. Cause it was just like a placeholder, never pushed it, never fucking did anything. Right. So I get this fucking printout and it says fee. Fee-for-sale made through off-site ads. Hmm, maybe that's the Google ads that I've been fucking seeing. You know what they charge me for that? 15 fucking percent. 15 percent. 75 fucking dollars. And it goes hmm. to every fucking item that's on your website. And here's the kicker. If you sell less than $10,000 on Etsy's website, you're automatically enrolled in their off-site ad ad fucking feature that's going to guarantee them a neck an extra 15 fucking percent so here's here's the breakdown 390 a 499 dollar axe that i sold the dude pays 542 for it my net is 360 dollars and then i gotta ship the fucking axe to california me. that's another 20 bucks i netted 340 dollars off of a $500 axe. That's 30 fucking percent.
0: That 30 percent. probably took you a week to do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to make the axe?
0: No, like three hours. I'm joking. <laughs> Your stuff does come up instantly, though. There's a vintage plum auto, 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 autograph. Autograph, yeah. Why is there a hyphen in between each? It's the way that it is. If you look at the, yeah, if you look at the etch. $800. $800. That axe... Yeah, acts- that came up right away and I didn't even see that it was vintage axe works. I just saw your photo compared to every single other photo on there. Mm-hmm. All those other photos are literal crap. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And then and then your photo is good. That's interesting. So,
1: so people are giving me shit about that axe because it's it's one of the more common etches. The the differentiator that on that one, Yeah. The differentiator on that one is it's a five and a half pound head. It's massive. Massive, yeah. It's fucking in ma- any head that's five pounds or more. There's it's always like, a premium for that. Yeah, it's rare.
0: It's, it's, it's not common. Yeah, so i thir- say I call it the uh, fall into it, or I, fall, it, I I put it in the find another one category. Mm-hmm. Like, go that's ahead, fair. find another yeah. one. Yeah. Exactly. Why is that seven hundred dollars? Because find another one. Exactly. You know, the first thing that comes up when I hit Black Raven or why are Black Ravens so expensive (laughs) on Google? That's what it comes up as. And then you go to a website called Toolwise, which I've never even heard of. Never heard of that. And they have a top five reasons that Black Raven axes are so expensive. Hit me. Number one. The straightforward answer to this question is it's collectible value. It may be just a tool with two parts for some people, but it's one of the most valuable vintage axes for collectors. Oh, yeah. However, that's not the only reason that determines how expensive a Black Raven axe can be. And then they want me to click on their little link to go. To go buy their Black Ravens? Black Ravens were made in, <laughs> yeah. Actually, this whole article is written by Roy Scott. No, it's not. Black Raven axes were made in 1904. There are a few variances you can find. These axes were premium in quality, which led them to be vintage collectible recently. Embossing, unlike many other axes that feature etching on the side of the eye, you will find distinct embossing on the Black Raven axe head. The seals were raised and they indicated the authenticity of the product. Interesting. Condition and brand value and market condition. Naturally, the price is determined by the audience, which is what I tell a lot of people, right. right? Prices, whatever the market will bear. And if people are paying $300 to $500 for piece of crap anvils, you better believe that the nice ones are going $1, to bring 1000 to 1200 for the same size. That's just the way things go. The nicer something is sure. the more money. Somebody wants to pay for it. And if they're having a hard time fucking getting one, then they're going to pay a premium for the one they really want. Pretty interesting. So, these were in, in Charleston. Yeah. No, North Carolina. No. South West Carolina. Virginia. Oh, Charleston, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was just so Ke- mixed up because there's a Charleston and then there's a Charlestown Town. Hmm. Not very far apart either.
1: So Kelly operated in three different manufacturing plants: Louisville, Kentucky, in the 1800s. Then they moved to Alexandria until 1904. I'm don't hold me to that date. And then to Charleston. um, And that's where they stayed until they closed.
0: Some of the etchings included. They were gilded in gold paint. Yeah. The paint was created using varnish and bronzing powder. Yep. Interesting. Wait, they had a brown. They had a black Raven scythe, too. Did you know that?
1: Uh, I've seen pictures of it or read about it, but I've it says not, the, I've not seen it. The Black one Raven
0: was found on various axes, including double bit, single bit, felling axes, hatchets, and even scythes. I I'm bet you s- that is a super rare piece. Of course. Because yeah. what'd you do with a scythe? Much Not like an axe, but a scythe got beat to shit and back. Sure, yeah. You know, like when they were cutting fields down and stuff. That's pretty interesting, though. So apparently they've been bringing bigger money because it took somebody to write this huge website about why Black Ravens are so expensive.
1: Well, good for them. They're expensive because that's what the market is willing to pay for them. That like that's the that's the answer.
0: Have you seen fake ones? Replicas? I know you told a story about one, but have you seen others? I've seen like two. Interesting. Interesting. The black raven. Good. So the plum autograph, it's expensive, Uh but
1: like to your point, find another one. So I immediately unenrolled in the fifteen percent. So you can opt out of the fifteen percent ads or whatever, uh, and then I'm moving away from that platform altogether because six percent or six, six and a half transaction fee, three percent processing fee i don't fucking understand that nine and a half right off the top i should put my shit on fucking ebay because i think they're at what 10 and there's more fucking eyes over there like yeah. the fucking phil did phil yeah. go to the auction
0: no i i i think phil's got his own little Network thing out doing. there yeah i don't think he's concerned <laughs> about coming all the way down here for that but sorry about the audio that was roy's scraggly old man beard was it 10 minutes yeah it's fine sorry <laughs> so i leave for ohio today that's the reason we're uh doing this on a tuesday is it tuesday or wednesday
1: today's tuesday tuesday in March.
0: morning um i'm actually gonna matt harris needs assistance on installing a job in grove September. city grove city ohio <laughs> god you're know, dumb man. Uh, Yeah, so I'll be heading to Ohio with him. I think he rented a Penske box truck to haul everything. Yeah, so we're going to take a box truck six and a half hours across to Ohio today, and we will be there for a couple days. Just the two of you? Just the two of us. Oh, my God. Please stop. Should be fun. So I'm going to... I'm to- I'm curious to see like a professional installation too, like this is this is like <laughs> this is like hard hats, vests, work boots, all that stuff. Yeah, on a on a commercial property, uh, I'll be curious to see how it gets handled. What's um, the scope of the project? I have no idea. Don't have a clue. How do you I'm, know what you're installing then? I don't. I have no and, clue. And, all right.
1: So bigger question: Why did he fucking call you?
0: Uh, he, he's got his so own m- guys. Yeah. But he, he they, I think what it is is he has so much work right now. He wanted to keep them in the shop. He's paying you like fill in wage. He's like
1: $2 an hour. I know. Because you're a dummy. You're like, yep. I'm the fucking grunt. I I'm like, whatever. Anything.
0: You pay for the gas and coffee. I'll do and whatever. I'll, go, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do whatever. I don't care. No, actually <laughs> it's getting down to the wire with the, uh, speaking of the, Catskill Mountain Maker Camp, uh, the group forge project is coming up at the end of this month, and I have to get two pieces ready, basically the two main arm supports. Um, I'm going to forge those here, and they're going to be fairly large forging, so I need to finish those before the end of the month,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: get all the materials and stuff together for the group forge project. So, Which happens when? March 30th?
1: Okay. So not this weekend or next, but March the
0: last weekend. March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And I will be there probably two days prior to that, like on a Wednesday or something like that. But um, I see that John and Cliff just had their axe class there. Oh, yeah. That looked very, very fun, as always. Two talented mofos.
1: Uh, my buddy Eli, what's his last name?
0: spidery <laughs>
1: eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eli Arnold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that fucking idiot drove from, I don't know, Northwest fucking Missouri. Uh, to go do that. Th- to go uh, do that. And he, and he nice. stopped here on, on his way up and we hung out for a couple hours, went out to dinner and whatever. And super nice guy. We did a little, did a little horse trading. So, cool. yeah. And that's you sweet. know, he's a, he's a younger dude and he's all about tools and stuff. So uh-huh. like that's, cool to see um just you know like what we were talking about earlier what's
0: his his name again spider Spider spidery is that the big tall guy with the glasses yeah 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 okay yes i know exactly who you're talking about yeah that
1: dip that (laughs) dipshit
0: yeah
1: (laughs) he's an (laughs) interesting fella yeah he is he's a weirdo um he messages
0: me about uh tools every once in a while
1: so he was set up at maker camp selling shit he had a he had a couple black raven dogs there that i think he Sold out of
0: what?
1: dogs, just shit bag axes. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. <laughs> no, like uh he he's just a fucking he's just a weird dude that likes tools and he's really yeah. into like planes and we're vices and dudes.
0: yeah, for sure.
1: But again, it's encouraging to see a younger guy, like he's in yes. his early
0: twenties. Yes, I know exactly driving across the here. country.
1: He's like, Hey, check this out. He opens his trunk and he's got like toolboxes vices yeah fucking all sorts of shit and then i was talking to him yesterday uh he was going to swing by but our schedules and shit didn't line up and i'm like did you sell anything he's like no i didn't sell anything i go why the fuck is your car
0: full of all that shit if you didn't sell it he's like i just like having that stuff around yep yep yeah his name's spider eye forge but he does like more axe stuff now than he does forging or anything so yeah yeah eli arnold Mm -hmm. it's cool kid he's got two first
1: names (laughs) two last names too i bet someone's last name is eli sure i've got two first names two last names bitch
0: that's true you're Mm -hmm. an idiot Um, i'm not
1: an idiot i'm what that's it
0: do we have anything else
1: uh (laughs) so there was a i got a quick story like it's super quick because my battery's about ready to die Yeah, yeah no problem and it's it's not even a story it's just My level of fucking blood boilness Uh is through the roof. Anytime I get into the fucking line of anywhere, anywhere. Mm. And where the fuck was? Oh, I was at this fucking antique mall, right? Right. And I told Jeremy, I'm going to be there at one o'clock. I got 30 minutes to fucking like, you know, like you've been in a fucking junk store and you can see a person like power walking. You're like, they're after something. (laughs) And I was that guy. I was like, (laughs) And I wish I had those little fucking wheelie skates on, because I would have been zooming through those fucking aisles. Oh, my aisles. God. Seriously. So I'm in a fucking hurry. Wah, 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 right. wah, wah, wah. And I get up there, and it's like you fucking hit a goddamn like uh, fucking rush hour traffic right at the cash register.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: And, dude, there's this woman. She's as big as a fucking house. I mean, it's bad. And they're talking very fucking loud about how shit just moves and sags and drops when you get older. Okay. And I look, I look at this woman's butt, and she is wearing like, all right. First off, that's wear, No, 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 no. No, no, no. If you're, if you wear yoga pants, don't wear underwear because oh. it's just bad. And second, if you wear yoga pants like this bitch was wearing. Don't wear fucking diapers underneath of them. This woman's ass was like you could see it, and, and then it was like this whole other, per, like this protrusion because she had this. Is this diaper in Kentucky? On. Oh yeah, it's fucking like, and she's got like three teeth, and she's like, "Hey girl, whenever you get older, everything starts to sag and oh, move." And I'm not, and then I'm like focused on her big fucking ass because it's so gross, and then I get the full profile shot. And she's got this gut that's fucking hanging. Is this hanging. the part? Is this the story? This is the story. So, because I'm in a fucking hurry, and I'm listening to this old fucking bitty talk about shit moving and sagging, and I'm about, like, I'm throwing up And um, what are you mouth. trying to buy? Axes. I was buying
0: fucking axes. Uh, did you get good deals on the axes? I did. Like,
1: Ralph's always good, but here's the thing with like these people in tool booths. Also, they don't know what the hell they're selling. Yeah. So, like the the prices are all over the board. Like, right. if it's a decent head and it's got red paint on it, doesn't matter why or what. It's a fire yeah. axe, and if it's a fire axe, they put a premium on everything. That's
0: so weird. It,
1: it's so fucking weird. And if That's it's like, like railroad
0: stuff and blacksmithing tools, if it has an RR stamp, ooh, big money. That's from the railroad. It's like. Okay, so what? make it any more valuable. It's like yeah. yeah. Guess what? This same tool built made by the same manufacturer doesn't have the RR on. <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the point of my
1: story was I was in this fast zoomy freaking hurry. Yeah. And then I get up to the register and I'm puking in my mouth and just boiling at the same time because
0: because Brenda wanted her sewing machine base to put on exactly. her front horse.
1: Oh, it's a singer. I love it. It's so cool. It's got the little the little pedal things. I just wish my fat fucking knee could Kentucky. fit in there.
0: There's Kentucky for you. Math, death, and darkness.! Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Shit.
1: Oh, my God. I think that's so, it. Yeah, wrap this bitch up. You good? I'm good. That's like I told you, it wasn't a story. I was just fucking mad. I was so mad at those women
0: because I was in a fucking hurry. I didn't want to keep Jeremy waiting.
1: Oh my god! Big shout out to
0: Jeremy Meadows for yeah. Like, What'd you guys burn? I just saw you like burning a king cutter.
1: A, yeah, big leather sheath. I got a customer up in uh, uh, up in Louisville. Huge king, uh, huge bluegrass collector. I mean, like
0: crazy, crazy. King, king cutter made a leg vice. King Cutter put their shit on everything. Yeah, it's like bluegrass. Well, they're Colombian. But anyway, my point to that story, the King Cutter part, King Cutter axes and mm-hmm. axe-related stuff isn't that uncommon. Like, you can no, find them pretty it's not. easily. But the vice, if you mm-hmm. ever find a vice, I think the last one that I saw for sale uh-huh. from a collector's collection was like $2,500. What? For a King Cutter leg vice. King yeah. Cutter leg How big was it? It doesn't matter It's the, the king cutter logo is literally only on the mount Okay, so the vice was made by somebody completely You know colombian made the vice but gotcha. king cutter put their logo on the mount But mm-hmm. the 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 forging or the stamping on the mount is so badass I mean it's gotcha. the same stamp that's on the axes Yeah, but it just looks crazy when it's like five inches by five inches on a You know leg vice mount So really was it cool. was it etched in there? Or I don't is know it... if it was etched or forged. If they if they hot stamped it, yeah, I I'd say from what my memories tell me, it was a lot deeper than an etching, like significantly. So it would have wow. been like that's really cool. In there. Yeah, and if they if anybody ever finds one, they're extremely valuable on a collector's side of things, not sure. from a user standpoint. Um, but I know people that are seeking them because they are extremely uncommon.
1: Can you just find the bracket? Or is it, you like, can
0: just find the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. And put it on any vice. Literally mm-hmm. the, the vice has nothing to do with King cutter. It's just, they had a King cutter. mount. I saw, I've seen one at sofa in like pristine condition. And I think it was like $2,000 for it. And it was like a four inch. It wasn't nothing like giant or sure. anything like that. Um, but yeah. People go crazy. Fucking, they yeah, and, certain and, things and,
1: people go nuts uh, for. And it just comes down to like that's a cool logo. Same yeah. with blue. Same with bluegrass.
0: Haybun anvils, Fisher anvils. You know, there's just certain people collect certain types of yeah. anvils. It's like people get excited about Fisher anvils. Like I could care less. I think they're doorstop boat anchors, but some people love them. Yeah, but I don't know. All right, that's cool. I'm going to Ohio for four days. Maybe I'll see you. Maybe we'll go to dinner or something. So
1: I'm going to try to or come up there or something. tomorrow because Thursday. I get two shots in my fucking feet, and then on Friday I get another shot in my fucking eyeball.
0: So again, Mr. three Pain shots, in, three shots in three days. Again, not talk looking to forward Matt to it. And see what our schedule's like because I know tomorrow is the first day we're going to be on site. So I don't know what the workload's like. I don't know how long we're at this place. None of that stuff, but I'll keep you in the loop that good shit yeah
1: and if it if it happens on thursday that's fine too i just won't be able to walk you guys will have to like push you me around wheelchair. I'll, I'll bring a wheelchair <laughs> fucking dying old man
0: all right i think that's a wrap do From it on the meth death and diapers oh that's God. a wrap <laughs> on the axe <laughs> and iron Party!